This is the Busy People Podcast hosted by Nicole Hope and Victoria Albuquerque. Dropping knowledge on all things health, wellness, and lifestyle because you're never too busy to learn something new. Welcome, everybody, to the Busy People Podcast. This is our very first episode, and we are so excited to share it with you. Our main goal is to provide big information in little bites, and we know everyone's busy, so we want you to have takeaways um, and learn something new every day. And our first guest that we interviewed was Alicia Pope, and Victoria is going to tell you a little bit about her. Yeah, I'm so excited. Alicia was such a great guest. Um, She's a certified health coach. She's the host of an awesome podcast, The Purely Podcast, and she's created an amazing community with her blog, Purely Pope. We sat down and talked with her about setting goals and creating healthy habits. Yeah, and I think this is an episode that everyone can relate to because if you have a problem setting goals or sticking with them, she gives awesome tips to Stay tuned for this amazing episode with Alicia. Bye. (laughs) So today we wanted to welcome Alicia Pope, who is with us from California. And Alicia, would you mind telling our audience a little bit about yourself, um, why you decided to become a health coach, and a little bit of what you focus on in your practice? Yeah, well, thank you guys so much for having me, first of all. And a little bit about me, as you said, I live um, in California, I live in LA, but I'm originally from Chicago. And why I became a health coach, um, it's kind of a long journey, so I'll try to keep it (laughs) short, and then we can dive in wherever we want to expand upon. But I had a really long journey with like just kind of trying to figure out how to best serve myself in a way that was kind. You know, I went through a lot of different diets. I went through a lot of shoulds in the terms of just really trying to please other people and turn into somebody that would make other people love me, other people like me. And I had kind of this click clicking moment in my mid 20s was like wait why am I trying to focus on making other people like me you know and that and that showed up in all different sorts of ways it showed up in going out and drinking excessively with my friends versus staying in and going to like a yoga class in the morning because that's what I wanted to do when it was I I didn't want to let other people down it showed up in you know not necessarily being authentic in relationships and just kind of morphing into whoever anybody else wanted me to be And I think that it's interesting too, because I also related like being skinny with being liked or being looking a certain way with, with other people liking you. And I think that all of that motivation was coming from the wrong place. So that was kind of like, those are a few things that I dealt with in my journey to get to the place where I'm at now. And shortly after I had that revelation of, okay, I actually need to start putting myself first. And if it comes down to disappointing somebody else versus disappointing myself I need to choose to disappoint them and when I started making those sorts of changes I then also started to kind of make changes in a way with my wellness too and and implementing you know an addition mindset with food and looking at exercises movement versus things that I should do or you know or what society says I should do and Around that same time too, I um, I actually my pat my past career was in corporate event planning. 
And then I also then started doing wellness events. And that's kind of like I moved over from the corporate events to the wellness events. And around that same time too, I was wanting to share more about, you know, what I was eating or what I, how I was moving and like all these like wellness things that I was doing because all of my friends would always ask me like, what are you making for lunches this week? What workouts are you doing? And things like that. And so my now husband told me, he's like, why don't you make a blog? People are asking you about this and you're meeting a lot of people in the wellness space through the events that you're doing. You should blog about it. So I started my brand now, which is Purely Pope, and I started sharing in that way. But then as the community kind of grew, I wanted some sort of validity behind what I was doing, and I wanted the ability to maybe work with people one-on-one to do that. So that's where the health coaching came in. And I went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and it has kind of flourished from there. I took it full time about two years ago now. And of course now it's, it's evolved into my podcast, which is the purely podcast. And then also, um, you know, the, the online brand and all that good stuff. And I actually, I'll be certified in Pilates next week too. So that's exciting. That's awesome, obviously. Um, well, you know, because I, when I contacted you, I also went to IAN. And when I was going, it was actually like fully live. So I was there um, Amazing. full time. Yeah, and it was awesome. So I understand the, the allure behind getting into the wellness industry. Um, and I also felt like it was, a li- it was life-changing, you know, to be part of that community. Totally. Yeah. It's kind of like you go through a a health coaching experience in and of itself. You know, it's almost like you're being coached through a program because I think one of the biggest concepts for me, which has in has really influenced my coaching today was the bio individuality piece and learning that not everybody in the world needs the same sort of thing, which then kind of debunked diet culture for me as well, which I was like, wait, why would they prescribe a certain way of eating to so many different people when there's this concept of bio-individuality? So I, I loved IAN and I loved everything that, but yeah, it was, it was definitely like going through a program yourself as well. Well, that's great. And I think that can lead us into today's discussion, which we want to get into setting goals and creating healthy habits. And obviously you had a goal and you set after it and now you're living it, which is amazing. Can you talk to us about the importance of goal setting? Yeah, totally. So I actually, it's funny because I was just talking with a client about this. I think that if if you if you were to think you get in your car, right, and you and you don't know where you're going, then you would just be kind of driving around aimlessly, right? If you don't know what your destination is, it's not like you're gonna get in your car and just be like, oh, let me just turn here, turn here, turn there, whatever. You know, it's like you go, you get in your car with a destination in mind and kind of just thinking about whatever goal you're trying to reach, if you don't know where you're going, then that, then you're never going to be successful, right? But I also think too that with goal setting, it's really important because you need to know as well that just because you, say you like were on your way to the grocery store, for example, if you made a wrong turn, would you stop and go home? Like, no, you know, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't stop and go home. You would maybe pause to rest, to reset your GPS, to say, okay, well this, this route didn't work. Let's go a different route. So I think in terms of goal setting, having some sort of goal that you're working towards and knowing that it's, it's okay to pause. It's okay to take a beat. It's okay to reevaluate if you need to, but then to kind of reroute and go from there to course correct, to get to that goal. It's really important. But I think that the most important thing when it comes to goal setting are the habits that you 
that you implement to get there. Because I think that so often we get so focused on just the goal. And when we're just focusing on the goal, then, okay, we get there and then, and then what, right? So I always like to focus on the systems and the little changes that you're making each day and focusing on the systems that are getting you to reach that overarching goal that are really going to make that lasting lifestyle change. Because at the end of the day, it's like, and I think especially too with health and wellness goals in general, I always like to say like, there's no finish line when it comes to our health. Right. So it's like, I think it's really great to have some sort of a destination, have some sort of overarching goal. Like, I do goal setting with my clients. We have one month goals, three month goals, six month goals. And we're always checking in on those and also kind of tweaking them or, or, you know, taking some out or adjusting them depending on what's going on and maybe how, how their mindset has been changed. So that's really important. But what I focus on day in and day out are the habits and the systems that get you there, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And I think, um, you know, you kind of touched on setting one month goals, six month goals, year goals. So um, I want to kind of get into long term goals versus short term goals, if you can, and where you think someone should be focusing their efforts, um, I guess, when, when they're starting to make that change. Yeah. So in terms of, I actually have a whole goal setting worksheet too. So we'll have to include that as well as like it's with when people sign up for my newsletter, there's a whole goal setting worksheet. So that would be a really good thing to kind of like include for everybody as well um, to get that too. Cause I think that would be really helpful for everybody to do. But basically when I have, I would call the, the year long goal, I would call it the macro goal, right? So in order to get to that macro goal, we need to break it down into a bunch of little micro goals. So So if we kind of set, I'm trying to think of like a sample goal to use, say somebody wanted to write a book, right? Okay. So that's your overarching goal is, okay, I'm going to write a book or, you know, yeah, we'll just use that as the goal. So you're writing a book. So breaking it down into the micro goals of, of what's going to get you there, right? Because I think that the investments that you make are really important because for example, I think even two, or say you wanna read 12 books this year, maybe that's a goal. I think that's like a more attainable one that people might relate to more. Say you wanna read 12 books this year. A lot of the times, especially when we're setting like New Year's resolutions or something like that, we can say, okay, I wanna do this. And then we just write it down on a piece of paper and then we don't do anything further with it, which that would be your macro goal, but then let's break it down into tiny little micro goals. Number one is the time. We have to invest the time. You wouldn't expect, say, to make money if you're not putting any sort of investments into the market, right? So you wouldn't expect that money to grow. So how can we expect to really accomplish that goal if we're not investing the time behind it? So I would say the number one thing is time. So breaking down, okay, you want to read 12 books, books. So let's break down when are you going to read those books? You know, maybe it's an hour before bed each night. Maybe it's 30 minutes before bed each night. Maybe it's one page a day, whatever that time is for you. But also then to block it out on your calendar. So you're making that investment to get yourself towards that goal. So that's a really important piece of it. And then I think another important piece as well that I think is huge when you come with, when you're trying to set a goal as well, is that making sure that your habits align with whatever that goal is. So if you have a habit, you're wanting to read before bed every night, but you have a habit of maybe watching TV or maybe you're scrolling on your phone or whatever, maybe you make a habit of putting that book 
next to your TV remote, right? So it's like, it's a reminder. So that's something that's called habit stacking, or maybe you're reading in the morning and something that you do every single morning is you go and make your coffee. So maybe we're going to put the book next to the coffee. So trying to put that book, like making it super obvious for you and putting it in a place where you're going to be able to read it every day, where you're going to be reminded. And then a third thing I like to do is motivate yourself for when you're not feeling motivated, when you are feeling motivated. So say it's like a Sunday or something and you are feeling motivated. You're like, all right, I'm going to plan out for all those times that I'm not feeling motivated. So that might look like setting post-it notes around your apartment or around your house where you're giving yourself little reminders of whatever goal you want to accomplish. It might look like calendar reminders or phone alarm reminders for when you're supposed to do that goal. It might look like putting, you know, some sort of reward for yourself in terms of like, okay, when I do this, you're setting a goal for 30 days and say like, okay, when you get to those 30 days of, of reading that book every single day, then you get whatever, you get to buy a new book or something like that. And that can be helpful with too, with doing like a habit tracker, um, which brings me to like accountability. Accountability is huge when it comes to goals. So if you're trying to set a goal, I think having some sort of community or some sort of coach or, you know, even a habit tracker, like I just mentioned, accountability is a really big piece of it because you can go and look and see like, okay, I got this, I got this, I got this, you know, and check in with each other. And again, too, that's going to help you with that motivation. But then a a fourth piece of it as well is also knowing that life happens and you're not going to be perfect. So there's going to be days that you don't hit that goal or you don't do that thing that's getting you towards that overarching goal of reading the 12 books for the year or whatever it might be. And knowing that that's okay, but trying not to let more than like a day, maybe two days go by without doing it, I think is really important. Depending on what the goal is, you know, like if it's working out, you might need more, more time for rest and recovery, or you might need like a walk day or an active rest day, something like that. But if it's something like reading a book or whatever, I think the consistency is key. And I think also too, and I'm kind of going on a tangent here, so this will be my last thing, but also too, is that you have to set realistic goals. I think that so often we try to overhaul our life, right? And be like, okay, I'm going to read, you know, know, a whole book every single week where that might not be attainable. It's like allow yourself to get into the habit and allow yourself to implement that consistency and getting into the habit of somebody who is reading. It's like when I'm working with my clients, I tell them, I'm like, I just want you to move every day, move every day, or just add in greens to breakfast, like really tiny little micro goals. And then once that micro habit, that micro goal that you're, it's getting you to the macro goal, once that becomes a habit, once it becomes something that you don't even have to think about that becomes second nature to you then add on from there and then let those micro goals stack up to create really big changes over time for you yeah that makes total sense and I mean you even touched on like new year's resolutions right that's I think most people think of when they set a goal for themselves for the year why do you think and you talked a little bit about this but if you can expand on why you think people tend to um fail quote unquote or have trouble sticking to their goals is it because we set you know unrealistic goals or like you mentioned try to overhaul our lives or where do you think that disconnect is if at the start of the year someone's so excited they want to achieve something and then it doesn't go anywhere 
Yeah, I think that I think that the setting the unrealistic goals is huge. I think that so often we try to do everything at once instead of breaking it down. You know, like for health, for example, I think so often at the first of the year, people are like, all right, I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to work out. I'm going to be a great partner. I'm going to be amazing at work. And it's like, that's just so much. And it's so much pressure. And it doesn't work into your life because it becomes overwhelming and it's too much change all at once. So I think that's a huge thing. And then I also think a second thing that maybe isn't talked about as much is the intention behind the goal. And I think making sure that the intention is there and that it's a goal that actually aligns with your values and also aligns with what you're trying to accomplish. For example, when I used to be in a place where I didn't have like a so great of a relationship with movement, I was moving because I like wasn't happy with my body. I wasn't moving because I loved my body. I was moving because I thought that I should do it, right? And that I thought that, okay, well, this is how I should eat or this is how I should move or whatever. And it wasn't something that I truly enjoyed. So I think that that a lot of the times people just attach to goals that have worked for somebody else. And that goes back to that by individual individuality piece that we were talking about. So I think that so often people are like, oh, well, this person did this, so I'm going to do that too. And it's not necessarily coming from the right place or coming from a place of like, oh yeah, this, this works for me and this is right for me. So I think that goes with just kind of giving yourself the grace to change your goals and change what's not working for you. You know, it's like, I think that for example, if you had a goal of going to CrossFit every single, you know, like at least twice a week or something like that. And then you realize like, I fucking hate, sorry, I don't know if I'm allowed to curse, but okay. It's like, I hate CrossFit. Then it's like, okay, well then stop going to CrossFit. It's not that you failed at that goal. Just find a different form of movement that you actually enjoy that works for you and works for your body. So I think that's another thing too, is that we think we fail when really we haven't failed. We've actually gotten closer to our goal of getting into a regular movement routine because we found something that didn't work for us. So check that off the list. Like, let's try the next thing, you know? So I think that that's so often too. It's funny because I think that so often we look at, oh, well, this was a fail because it didn't work for me. But no, it's like, okay, maybe we just need to find another way, you know, to get to that goal. Because if you're looking at the overarching goal, say if it is like that CrossFit thing, well, the overarching goal is really you want to move your body in a way that feels good you know it's like you want to you want to be exercising you want to be working out those sorts of things well okay there's multiple different ways to do that crossfit isn't the only way to get there so i think opening your eyes to that as well and being flexible with your goals is another reason why people fail because they're not flexible with themselves and we're really hard on ourselves we're our harshest critics and that is kind of like a third piece of that is that I think kind of going back to what I was saying before in terms of people say like they miss one day or of a of, of micro goal that's getting them to a macro goal and they're like, well, I failed whatever. It's like, no, you didn't fail. It's life. You're living. Like, it's okay. Go back to it the next day. Like, these things are always waiting for us. And I think we're so harsh on ourselves and we expect ourselves to be perfect. But what I've come to realize is there is absolutely no perfection, especially when it comes to our health. Like, there's no right or wrong. And especially as women, like, 
our body, we ebb and flow, you know, it's like we need different things. So giving yourself that grace and then also too, it's like just coming back to it, you know, and not giving up. It's taking that, like I was saying, going back to the GPS example, it's not, you know, going back home. It's pausing, resetting, taking that second to reset, reassess, see what's working, see what's not, and then keep going. I think that the key to success is simply not giving up. And so often we give up because we're we're too hot on ourselves or maybe we're working towards the wrong thing or we are just, you know, are, are just, again, like our harshest critics. Yeah. And, and when you say not giving up, that could mean just pivoting to something different to still achieve your goal, which I, I love when you talk about like finding out the real intention behind your goal, because so often, I mean, let's say it's, I want to lose weight, so I have to go to the gym every day or go to CrossFit, like you mentioned, but I don't like CrossFit, so I stop and now I didn't reach my goal. But what was your goal really was to feel better, have some movement every day. It doesn't mean you have to do that specific thing to achieve your goal. So yeah, I think that's great. Well, what do you think it actually means to have a goal stick I mean, it's interesting because as I was saying, it's like I don't really think there's any sort of like finish line, but I think that in terms of having a goal stick, it means that it becomes a part of your routine. It becomes a part of your identity because I think that's that's really the ultimate thing. It's once once a goal becomes part of our identity, that's when it's going to stick and not leave, right? So for example going back to the reading example, the identity that somebody is looking to get there when they are, you know, wanting to read 12 books in a year, they want to become a reader, right? So it's like they want, I am a reader to be part of their identity. So I think that once you start to identify as whatever that goal is, then that is really when a goal sticks and is like has become when it becomes part of your identity. So I think that is a really big piece of it. And so again, kind of breaking it down further, what we were talking about with the intention of, okay, well, yeah, so I want, I am somebody who exercises or I am fit or, you know, I am healthy or whatever that, that identity is. And then whatever things that you attribute to that identity because I think that the more that once you once you attribute something as part of your identity the more likely you are to take pride in it and the more likely you are to continue doing behaviors that associate with with that identity so I think that's like a really big thing too of kind of breaking it down like we were saying with the intention of okay your intention was to move your body so the the identity that's associated with that is like I am a fitness person or I am athletic or whatever that identity is and kind of finding that and so once that becomes part of your identity I think that's really like when a goal has stuck or like you've accomplished the goals like when when your your habits attribute to that identity right and the habits are now something that you just don't even think about yep anymore yeah well um I guess I'm curious what are some of your daily habits that you attribute to your overall well-being I have a lot <laughs> um, in terms of I would I'll start I'll just kind of go, go through my day. Um, so walking daily is a habit that I attribute to my overall well-being. I and, and what I look at that as is like the identity piece is I am somebody who moves my body each day. So that's a goal of mine is I just want to move my body in some way, shape or form each day. And that 
also allowed me to kind of remove the should from it and remove all of these like identities or things that I thought that should go along with like exercise or working out. So I personally love using the word movement because that can mean 10 minutes of Pilates. It can mean a 40 minute walk. It can mean a class or whatever that is for the day, but it's kind of giving me that flexibility there. So I like moving my body in some way, shape or form each day. I usually do that every morning. And then I absolutely love for my mindset meditation. I I'm obsessed with the app called Superhuman. So I usually meditate for anywhere from like three to 10 minutes each morning. And that really helps because I think mindset is such a big pillar, especially with goal setting. It's so important like to focus on where you want to go or what you want to happen versus what you don't want to happen, you know? And I think that is such an unlock in in our in achieving our goals and, and getting to where we wanna go with that whole GPS analogy. That's really, really important. And I also read the Daily Stoic every single day, which I attribute to like my overall wellness. I'm obsessed with stoicism and that again goes back to mindset and being able to kind of control your mindset and and see like where it goes and how you view certain situations. And then some other habits that I, I'm trying to think of any other habits. I mean, eating a bunch of greens, implementing an addition mindset when it comes to food. So when that, when I say addition mindset, I always like to start off with like some sort of fiber rich carbohydrates, protein and fat. And then I add in from there. So I always like to get an abundance of like greens and things like that every single day. And then another habit is too, is just like connecting with my husband and connecting with my family every single day. Cause I think that that's something that is so, so important in just my overall health and happiness. And yeah, I would say those are kind of like my main habits that help me each day and reading, reading before bed. We've been talking about reading all, all episodes of reading. That's a huge thing for kind of like self-development and, and mindset. And also too, it just kind of gets your mind off of things as well. It's like, I usually read a nonfiction book in the morning and then a fiction book before I go to bed. That's cool. What are you reading right now? I am reading Stillness is the, is it called Stillness is the Key? Yeah. Stillness is the Key, I think. It's, it's Ryan Holiday. It's all about stillness. Right. I mean, he's amazing. I also read he's the Daily so Stoic. So yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, I'm like, I feel like I might be saying the title wrong, but it's, I just finished with um, Ego is the Enemy, Obstacle is the Way. Yeah. And Stillness is the Key. That is right. Yeah. Stillness is the Key. I'm reading that right now, and I just finished Malibu Rising. That's by Taylor Jenkins. It's a oh really good God. fiction. It's so I good, love right? That book. Yeah. So I just finished that one as my fiction book, so I need to get another fiction book to read. I you were talking. I mean, we're focused on helping busy people learn something and basically giving like actionable steps so that when they leave us after hearing you speak, they feel like they know what to do tomorrow if they wanted to try to set a goal, right? So you were talking a little bit about what seemed to me, it's like learning about yourself kind of to figure out what your true intentions are. So would you say that that's one of the first steps that needs to happen before setting a goal? Or, you know, if you have a client, like where would you tell them to start if they wanted to start right now? Totally. So I would say journaling and I'll give some prompts for that as well because it's something that somebody can do right now or just kind of even think about that. So I would say the first thing is 
imagine that it's one year from now and you are your best self, you are radiant, you're super confident when you walk into a room, you're really happy with your personal development, your growth, and looking back on the year, it was like the best year of your life and you're so happy with how it went and what you accomplished. And then from there, because that's kind of like our destination, right? Like that's like our grocery store, like with the analogy that we were just talking about. From there, looking back on that year, what were the things that you were doing and the things that like you were doing each day, daily things, or what had you accomplished over that year to get you to that point that you were at? So that's number one of kind of looking back in that way and then kind of breaking it down with like in a year from now, if you are so happy, you're your best self, you're radiating, you know, true positivity and you're really happy and healthy and all these things like where are you at with your personal development? Where are you at with your relationships? Where are you at with your career? You know, um, whatever those things are that are really important to you, where are you at with your health and wellness, things like that. And then, and kind of breaking it down with like whatever the finances, you know, it's like kind of looking at like the circle of life, which we use, like each of those different areas. And then from there, journaling on, okay, now looking back at the year, what were the things that you cut out? What were the things that didn't serve you that year? You know, so that helps us to see, okay, what habits aren't serving us? What people aren't serving us? What habits are getting in the way of getting us to reach our goals? Those sorts of things. And I think then that usually sheds light on what your top priorities are and what your top goals are. And so I would say from there, kind of then breaking it down into what are those top goals and then going through, like we were saying, in terms of breaking those goals into, okay, well, well what is that identity, you know? And, and sometimes it takes it takes a little bit of work to figure that out, you know, of like, okay, well, well, what does that even mean, you know? So figuring out what that identity is and what are the habits and the systems that will get you there and breaking it down into those micro goals and the investments and all the things that we were talking about with how to actually achieve a goal. But I think those are kind of like the first things because I think that so often we think about a goal, but then we don't necessarily, again, it's kind of the thinking backwards of what are the systems that got us there. But I think it's really helpful to do. I love using visualization as a tool. And I think it's really, really helpful to visualize yourself where you want to be and get clear on what that looks like. And then say like, okay, well, what are all the things that I need to do to get there in a year from now? And getting clear on that. So I have two kind of follow-up questions. One about the visualization since you were just talking about it. Do you suggest doing um, like a vision board or do you follow kind of like an um, I don't know if you know the Joe Dispenza. Um, do you listen to him at all? I don't. I mean, I'm I'm very familiar with him, but I don't know what he does. I actually, that's like one of my next books that I want to order. I want to yeah. order Becoming Supernatural. It's a little heavy, on my but, list. Yeah. <laughs> um, but his is like about like visualizing it like in meditation. So like just like really having a clear picture of where you see yourself. So do you help your clients with that type of visualization or more like a vision board type thing? A little bit of both. And honestly, the reason why I do both is because I always tell my clients too, I'm like, listen, what works for me might not exactly work for you. And I think something different is going to work for everybody. So that kind of goes back to the visualization thing. So it's like, I always like to provide my clients with a ton of different tools. I'm like, take, take what works, take what sticks leave what doesn't, you know, because I think that so often, especially in the wellness space, it can be like, oh, well, you have to meditate or you have to do this or you have to journal. And I'm like, listen, like just because those things work for somebody doesn't mean they're going to work for you. So you don't, you know, if it doesn't work for you, that's fine. So, but I would suggest 
either or both, you know, it's like, I love, I actually love, like I was mentioning the app Superhuman. There's so many great visualization meditations on there, but I think getting pen to paper is always really helpful as well. And when I do a vision board, I actually, I did a vision board this year. And when I do a vision board, I like to take it a step further. So number one I had, because I have both a lot, I have a lot of business goals, but then I also had a lot of personal goals. So what I did is I wrote down like my top 10 goals for both business and personal and I wrote them down and I I did this all on Canva but I wrote them down and I did business personal had the goals there and then what I did is I searched for images that corresponded with each one of those goals so that they weren't just like random images you know because I think that that's that's kind of where people miss the mark when they do vision boards is just like these random images you're like all right well what does that even mean like what does that associate with like what am I trying to accomplish with this beautiful picture of Italy or whatever you know it's like okay yeah it might look pretty but like what what does it even mean you know so I I then pick images that also I think are pretty and make me happy and make me inspired you know it's not that they can't do that it's just have some sort of meaning behind them so then I pull a bunch of images one to correspond with each one of the goals on my list and then I put all the images there and I have that vision board and I put it somewhere where I'm gonna see it every single day so mine is on the background desktop of both my um, desktop as well as my laptop computer so I see it each day and I see those goals each day too and also I love that it's in Canva because like I was saying having the grace to change those things like I haven't had to change it yet because it was only three months ago but if I do need to change it I will you know if there's something that changes from there or that like my goals shift or, or need to change the priorities change too yeah that makes sense um I I think that when you're talking about like the business and also personal goals and this is back to the the when you were talking about like the circle of life imagery right so if someone comes in and their goal is, like you said, reading a book or if it's health, you know, getting, if it's losing weight or whatever it is, moving more, do you have them think about um, like the whole person and all aspects to, to get like a better idea of other things that might be attributing to not reaching goals? Or do you really just focus on that one, that one goal that they want to accomplish? It's always holistic. Like I always look at the whole picture because I think that so often we are blind to areas that are, you know, impacting our overall health and well-being and we're not seeing areas that might be depleted that are affecting all other areas of our life. So what I do before we actually make the one, three, and six month goals with my clients is I go through the circle of life with them. And for anybody listening, like what we're talking about is it's like, it's basically just this circle. It's, it looks like a pie and there's all these different pieces of the pie. It's like education, career, finances, home environment, relationships, social life, um, joy, spirituality. I think, did I get them all? I think I did, right? Yeah. Um, but basically then you kind of draw dots on the circle of where they are. And if, if it's, if you feel a hundred percent in that area, your dot goes on the perimeter of the circle. If you feel completely depleted, your dot goes right in the center of the circle. And basically then you connect all the dots and you see what's missing. And so then what I'll do is I'll go through my, with my clients and I'll kind of talk them through that. And anybody that's sitting at home can do that too. It's like, you can list out all those areas that I just said and like rate them on a scale of one to 10 and kind of look and see, okay, well, this area is actually depleted and I didn't even realize that. So, and I think too, it'll just shed a little bit of light on what might be kind of affecting other things. 
and and kind of give you a little bit of a pathway on how to get there because I really do believe that if one area is lacking it's going to affect a lot of the other areas of your life yeah that's very good insight um and when you're talking about these goals do you do you think people should be revisiting um you know when they finally have this like holistic view of of themselves and they figure out really which way they need to go with the most important goals that they want to reach first do you have them you know is it like they're setting goals for the week do you have them revisit their goals each day is it part of like a morning routine where you're kind of like doing a to-do list of little actionable steps that you need to take to make that day you know productive or make that day um like enabling you to reach your goal within the day like how do you break that down yeah so I mean it's a little bit different for anybody that's listening and maybe not working like with a coach one-on-one I would say that definitely set time in your calendar to check in with your goals at minimum once a month um I what I do with my clients is we check in on a goal every two weeks So we are basically, when I work with my clients at every session, and we have 12 sessions over six months, so every two weeks, at the end of each session, we set a tiny little micro goal for them to focus on. And sometimes it's the same goal week after week because maybe it hadn't stuck yet. And as I was saying with those small micro habits, it's like I don't like to build on and add another habit and or add another goal until that one is like second nature. So I think it really depends on what it is that you're trying to accomplish. But I think checking in, like the cadence of of how often you're checking in depends on what you're trying to accomplish and what the goal is. But I think checking in on the goals is 100% so important. Um, What I do with my clients is checking in every two weeks and kind of seeing that. But I want them to focus in on the goal each day. And also then it's like we kind of chat about it. And depending on what the goal is, sometimes they'll text me and to hold themselves accountable each day. Um, but again, like habit trackers are a really good tool for doing that. Um, or even to say if your goal is like movement related, then like, you know, you can have an Apple watch track it or something like that or an aura ring. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a hundred percent. It's really, really important to check in just to see what's working and see what's not, you know, for me, like I'm a list maker, so it would be important for me to have kind of like a consistent morning and like remind myself of what I need to do each day. But obviously everyone is different. So I think that is the key, right? We have to figure out what works for us overall. Yeah, exactly. And I think kind of setting, it, it goes back to too, what I was saying in terms of like motivating yourself when you're not going to be motivated with those little reminders or that habit stacking is really good. And habit stacking is not my term. That's from James Clear. It's this book called Atomic Habits. And it's it's an amazing book. So I would recommend in terms of like this entire episode, I think if anybody liked this episode, it's Atomic Habits is definitely a really, really good book for goal setting. Uh, he, I listened to a podcast that he was on, he was interviewed on and he's, yeah, he's phenomenal. So, yeah. Um, and then, I mean, you, you touched on this early, but just to remind everyone before, you know, kind of like before wrapping this whole idea up to remind people that if they do kind of fall off track, like what, what should they, you know, what should they be telling themselves or, um, what should their mindset be if they just feel, find themselves kind of falling off and not sticking with their goals? 
Yeah, I think, again, just, like, reminding yourself that you're human. That happens. There's no perfection. Like, literally, perfection doesn't exist. So I think reminding yourself of that and just kind of taking that break if you need it and also, too, just getting back to it. You know, it's like it just comes from not giving up and pivoting if you need to and giving yourself that grace to pivot because it's okay to pivot. You know, like, if something's not working, we're not just going to keep, like, beating a dead horse and, like, expecting it to work, you know? So I think that's really, really important important and and also to kind of reflecting I think that's an important thing of reflecting of seeing okay well why wasn't this working or why did I fall off on it you know maybe it wasn't realistic maybe the intentions were there so kind of going back and reevaluating as well if it's a goal that's even worth keeping for you too you know because maybe it wasn't maybe it was something that's different or kind of re reevaluating that intention as well is really important totally um Well, before you leave, Alicia, is there anything that you can leave our listeners with that will help motivate them to um, maybe set a new goal for themselves today? Yeah, I would say just kind of imagine that, imagine that one year from yourself, you know, and also to just really try to think of yourself as your own best friend and giving yourself whatever you need because I think that is also like I was talking about with my journey um, in the beginning that is probably one of the most important things that I ever did for myself is learning to give myself the encouragement that I needed learning to give myself my own affirmations be my own biggest cheerleader of you know giving myself the love that I needed because then the power is in your hands and nobody else can take that away from you and also again that like I can't stress it enough of that focusing on what you want to happen versus what you don't it's such a big unlock there because even too it's like I I always like to tell this story but it's like I was paddleboard when I used to paddle board I'd be like oh my gosh I don't want to fall in I don't want to fall in I don't want to fall in and what would happen I would fall in I'd be like oh my god I'm gonna get eaten by a shark when I went in I was like I'm a great paddleboarder I'm doing amazing just keep paddling stand up tall use your core whatever I didn't fall in you know so it's something as simple as that when you focus on what you want to happen versus what you don't it's such a big unlock so I think just continuing to focus on that and 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 find tools that help you do that. I like to think of our mindset. Our mindset is the biggest thing that you can do when it comes to setting setting and achieving goals is working on your mindset. Think about your mind like a muscle and spend time on strengthening your mindset every single day. And it can be in micro moments throughout the day where maybe you implement a pause of thinking, okay, how do I want to show up in this situation? Or what's going to serve me in this situation? Or what's the best route to go that's going to align with the goals that I want to accomplish? And also too, maybe dedicating time within the day to work on your mindset because at the end of the day, we are our own worst enemies when it comes to achieving goals and everything. And I think when we can conquer our mindset and doing things like reading the Daily Stoic each day, and when you can do things to strengthen your mindset, that is going to get you to the place you want to be and not giving up because you're worth it. (laughs) For sure. And I think that's such a great goal in and of itself is just kind of um, changing that mindset and being more positive and kinder to yourself. And um, you're, you're right. I mean, there's so many examples that I, I know in my own life and <clears throat> at work and in my personal life, if you're worried or stressed about the negative thing that could happen, that's what comes up. That's what happens. And yeah. so when you change that, it changes everything. So I, I love that. Um, 
Well, one thing that we like to ask all of our guests is um, if you can leave our listeners with maybe a mantra that uh, helps keep you motivated every day. Yeah, I always write. I actually wrote it in my journal this morning. I, I always write, I am the best version of me attracting abundance and attracting everything that I need, health, wealth, and happiness. So it's a little bit basic, but that's like my my number one thing. And it's like, you know, it reminds me to show up as the best version of me and, and show up as that person that I want to be. Because as soon as you start embodying the person you want to be and start kind of attributing the qualities of that person, the identities of that person that you want to be, the more that you will become that person, which I think just focusing on getting 1% better every single day and doing something to better yourself each day. Like I think that is the ultimate version of self-love is constantly wanting to become a better version of yourself because you love yourself and it's the place that you're doing it from and the way in which you're doing it as well that matters the most yeah for sure well thank you so much alicia for joining us today it was really great speaking with you um can you tell us how people can reach you if they want to uh learn more or reach out to you directly Yeah, of course. So everybody can find me at purelypope.com. That's where everything is. That's where they can sign up for my newsletter. You get a free goal setting worksheet when you do sign up for my newsletter as well. And then also you can book a free health coaching consultation for a 30 minute consultation with me there as well. And then on social media, on Instagram, on YouTube, on TikTok and Pinterest, it's purelypope. P-U-R-E-L-Y-P-O-P-E. And then my podcast is The Purely Podcast, which is available anywhere podcasts are found. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, you had so many great tips. And I feel like anyone who's listening will be super motivated to set some, some big or small goals for themselves. So thank you. Yeah, of course. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks for listening to the Busy People Podcast. You can find highlights from today's episode in the show notes. Please support us by sharing this episode, leaving a rating or review, and subscribing to the show. And to catch all the latest from us, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Busy People Podcast. Join us next time for another enlightening conversation because you're never too busy to learn something new.